Hello listeners, this is Braves Dugout Podcast, and I'm your host, Sam Peebles. This week is a very special week. We are interviewing none other than the John Hughes, the creator of the Atlanta Braves Dugout Facebook group, one of the biggest Facebook groups in the world, one of the most active and one of the most fun. So I really wanted to get him on the show and talk about the creation of the group and more about himself because... As you all know, this Braves Dugout group is what helped spawn this podcast in the first place. He's been a huge supporter of this podcast, but also he's almost a local celebrity among the Braves community. And so I wanted to get him on the show so all you guys can get to know him better. I can't wait, and I'm sure you guys are looking forward to this as much as I am. Let's get started. Alright, so before we get started with the interview, I wanted to do some administrative stuff. This recording is coming out as the baseball season is ending. Well, this show is going to officially end season one with this episode, but don't fret. There will be bonus episodes every month. It just won't be on your regularly scheduled every Thursday. Season 2 will start at the beginning of next year around the February or March time frame. So make sure you subscribe so that you will get the updates as soon as the episodes start again. And I will 100% promote them like crazy so you guys know we're back again. But we will be having bonus episodes every month. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you tell your friends. And we will continue This podcast throughout the rest of the year is just going to be scaled back a little bit, all right? I'm still going to give you great information. We're still going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to hopefully get some more cool guests on the show, talk some more analytics. We're going to have a great time. But with John Hughes coming on the show, there's no better time to make this official ending of Season 1. So let's take a break, learn about some of the sponsors for this episode, and then we'll get back and talk to the one and only John Hughes, the creator of the Atlanta Braves Facebook group. This episode is brought to you by The Way, the homeless shelter of Gainesville, Georgia. This homeless shelter is one of the best there is in the local area. If you have anybody that is suffering from life hardships, make sure you send them to The Way if you are in the Gainesville area. Pastor Jerry is the man, and he will do everything possible to take care of you. If you need more information, you can reach out by searching on your favorite device, The Way of Gainesville, Georgia, and it will be the first homeless shelter that pops up. That is how you're going to get a hold of them. I hope you do. If you know someone that could utilize this service, it's a great way to go. Look up The Way of Gainesville, Georgia. This episode is also brought to you by Boys and Girls Club of America RBI program. RBI brings America's pastime to underdeserved communities. RBI stands for Reviving Baseball in Inner Cities. It's a major league baseball initiative with a mission to increase urban and inner city young people's interest and participation in baseball and softball by reintroducing, reviving, and rebuilding America's pastime in underdeserved communities. RBI provides training to boys and girls clubs that wish to start or expand 
boys baseball and girls fast pitch softball leagues for ages 13 to 15 and 16 to 18. RBI teams representing club leagues are eligible to participate in clinics, eight regional tournaments, and a national championship tournament conducted every summer by Major League Baseball. If you would like more information, you can find it at bgca.org, which is the Boys and Girls Club of America. Before we jump into this interview, I want to give one more plug to the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group. John Hughes created this group. It's one of the biggest Facebook groups in the world. It's one of the most active and it's got a great team of moderators and admins that really watch the group and make sure it's going in a in a good fashion and not just random posts that shouldn't be there, uh, people being ugly to each other. It's moderated well. The rules make sense. And I highly, highly, highly encourage everyone that listens to this to check out this uh, Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group. I will personally be in that group and would love to chat with any of you that join the group. With that, let's get into the interview with John Hughes. John, thank you so much for joining the show. It's truly an honor to have you here, and I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a long time. And I'm so glad you're able to do this. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, you're welcome. It's uh, great, great to be on, on the podcast with you. I've been listening to uh, every episode since the beginning, and you know, it is very, very in, 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 uh, informative. I've been been able to uh, spread the word. And, you know, I think it's it's a great podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for the kind words. That means a lot. And um, I think with uh, just you talking about the podcast and stuff, I think it really has helped the podcast grow. It's grown quite a bit, and a lot of that is because of people like you. So I really appreciate it. So you've created one of the biggest Braves baseball groups on Facebook, and you're also an admin. What got this project started, and did you expect it to boom like it has? Well, at first, whenever I uh, got involved with the, with, with the Braves online, I was browsing mostly Reddit, but, I mean, it's a little uh, you know, impersonal on, on, on Reddit. You, know, you just have a username. Don't you really see anybody's faces or anything. So I said, hey, you know, I'll, I'll join a couple of uh, Braves Facebook, uh, Facebook groups. Well, I joined the official group, and, uh, you know, it, it all started with uh, Josh Donaldson. The, uh, the Braves signed Josh Donaldson. He was going to supplant Johan Camargo at uh, third base over there. And uh, immediately online, it was – everybody was hating on him and everything else. I knew he was a good player. But uh, everybody was hating on him, and I'm like, you know, this guy's a good player. They made a move, give him, uh, give him a, a, a a chance. So like, I waited until, you know, like the first week or so of the season, he was he was ice cold, man. And uh, well, it was it, it was horrible. Every post was well, what you know, calling named Josh Donaldson a bum, and and you know, and, and everything else. I'm like, this here is not right, you know. So. I I go on and uh, I I explore some some other groups. I join a group called uh, it's like NL East or uh, NL East uh, rivalry or something like that. And you know it wasn't actually about baseball at all. So I explore a few groups here and there, uh, and I I can't really find anything that's like really, you know, what I consider to be good conversation so i'm like 
I'm running a 30,000 member yard sale group. I was, I was kind of, kind of getting tired of that. Then I'm like, well, you know, maybe I can turn this, this group to somebody else and maybe start something, something a, a bit better with, you know, a bit better conversation going on than, than just, you know, whatever the popular opinion is, everybody getting shot down. So I came in, I started Braves dugout and, uh, it, uh, it started off, off, you know, pr- pretty slow. I got, uh, I got Debbie in there and, and some, and some, some other people, they started telling their friends, telling their friends. And then, uh, over the off season, I have maybe a thousand people. And then in the off season, it, it boomed. And, you know, we gained like 5,000 members in about two or three months. So, I mean, now it's, uh, it's, you know, pretty, pretty sizey. And, and in fact, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, offspring groups from this group of people who don't really agree with how you know, we, uh, we uh, do things over there. <laughs> That's but, uh, true. You know, whenever, uh, whenever I get to uh, offspring groups, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, we've made it as a group, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imitation is the greatest flattery. That's for sure. That's it. Yep. And uh, if listeners didn't realize that he just said he created the group called Atlanta Braves dugout and, uh, if you notice, there's kind of a connection between the name of that group and this podcast. Uh, that group is really what got me realizing um, there's people out there that actually want good content and really care about true Braves content and kind of spurred the idea for this podcast. And I think without the Atlanta Braves dugout group, I don't know if I would have ever started a podcast myself. So um, it's really cool that we kind of partnered up in a sense and that you've kind of made me part of the team and made me feel welcome and so I I really appreciate that you're one of the best man one of the best thank you it's kind words um I don't take those lightly I know I have my reasons but why don't you tell us why the group is the place to be like what sets there's there's other Braves groups out there like you mentioned the official Braves group you official you mentioned some of the others and you touched on it a little bit but why what sets the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group apart from other groups in your eyes? Well, I mean, I mean, it's you, man, and the, and the people, uh, people you know, like us who just really want to want to look at at the uh, at the at the game of baseball as a as a whole versus you know the Braves are 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 the only thing that you know exists in the world. Like like you know, there's a, there's a whole a whole globe full of a, of a, of a quality baseball. Uh, meanwhile. You know, I feel like a lot of groups, nobody's paying attention to anything but the Braves. And uh, uh, I think, you know, allowing, you know, other deeper talk kind of helps bring everything together as far as baseball goes. I totally agree with you. I think that was one of the reasons why I really – I'm in multiple groups as well, and the Atlanta Braves dugout is the one that I spend the most time in and care about the most. And it's not just because I help moderate it now. It's – like you said, it's the moderators and the admins are the type of people that they're baseball fans first, most of all, but of baseball, they are Atlanta Braves fans. So they realize that outside of the world of Atlanta Braves, there are other baseball moves, other baseball teams out there. And if you get too rabbit hole into, or pigeonhole, whatever the term is, into just looking at the Braves, you tend to forget that the Atlanta Braves are not the only team that exists and there's other moves being made that will, there's a domino effect that will affect the Braves. So if you really want to know how the Braves can get better or why the Braves are doing things that they're doing, you kind of have to look outside of just the Atlanta Braves. 
But, like, I mean, it's the Atlanta Braves dugout, so the, the central focus is the Braves, but we do want good content. And the best way to get good ta- content is to have, like you said, the people that care about it and care about baseball as a sport. So I, I, uh, I definitely, definitely agree with you. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about the John Hughes, all right? There's literally thousands of people that know you are obviously with the Atlanta Braves dugout. And like you said, that huge yard sale group, um, you're kind of like a, almost like a local, um, well, not even local cause it's Facebook, but as far as Atlanta area, there's so many people that know you. So, or they know of you. So let's learn more about you. All right. Uh, other than man- maintaining one of the biggest and most active Braves Facebook groups in the world, and previously one of the biggest yard sale groups in the world. What do you put, what do you do to put food on the table? Uh, I'm in the uh, filling, uh, filling gas business. Uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a driver. I, I do a, a little bit of help on the uh, dispatch side, truck maintenance, just, uh, you know, a- anything as far as, uh, you know, supplying either stations or, I mean, you know, we, we, uh, we supply fuel to uh, big power plants. So, it's a it's a a twenty four hour uh, hour a day business keeps me me you know, pretty busy, but uh, you know I've been 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 doing that for about about four years now. I I, I spent a couple of years as an uh, as an over the road truck driver. Uh, I had uh, been been gone through some things in my life. I uh, I wanted to uh, to get away for for a couple of years, and then that uh, that their experience I I got doing that kind of helped me. Uh, move into uh, what I'm, what I'm doing now in the gas business. And it's, uh, you know, like everybody needs fuel. So, you know, it, it, it stays busy. So, you know, I've got, I've got all the job security working over there and uh, I feel really good about it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, that's great. So everyone knows if you need gas, where to look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's people doing uh, professions like the one you do that really kept things going during this pandemic. So, from myself and everybody else involved, thank you for what you do. No, I appreciate it. So also, I know that you have in the past been involved in the television industry. So why don't you let the listeners know what you did and what it was like? Well, uh, whenever I was uh, in high school, I was uh, I watched a, a local TV show about you know high school sports. It, it was called Gwinnett Prep Rally. It, it covered Gwinnett County. And uh, they had a forum and I went on the forum and I saw the person was advertising, looking for somebody who might be interested in you know, pursuing that as a, as a career. Uh, the guy had, had somebody in mind. I wasn't his, uh, his first choice, but the, uh, but the person he was thinking of wasn't able to, uh, to you know, commit the, uh, the, the time to that. So I, I said, okay. And I went to their uh, to their facility in Atlanta over there, and pretty much they're just taping thirty minute TV shows in and out, in and out. They're uh, they're doing Gwinnett Prep Rally. They're doing shows for Fox Five, CSS. I I learned pretty quick uh, how to operate uh, various cameras. I operated teleprompters. Uh, I even did some voiceovers during the. Uh, during the, during the intros and talking about, you know, different players and stuff. And I did that for about, uh, 
about four or 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 five years, and uh, I uh, had to uh, stop doing it because uh, that was that was pretty much a a a part time deal. But uh, a lot of good memories there, and uh, I learned a lot about the uh, the uh, TV industry. The uh, the uh, guy that I worked with, he actually uh, owns a couple TV stations now, and he uh, uh, TV and radio stations, and he uh, operates like a uh, like a school for like you know production and being on air and and you know behind the scenes. So I found out I was kind of like a uh, like a, uh, a a test drive for that. <laughs> you know he uh, he he he's actually actually offered me a uh, me a few times to uh, he owns some uh, radio stations up in Clarksville, Georgia, uh, but uh, that that doesn't pay anywhere near as much as the uh, oil and gas industry. So uh, I've had to uh, to uh, turn them down. But but you know I've missed it. But you know, it was uh, it was good making a lot of good people doing that. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Um, what a uh, that's really good life experience that I'm sure if it was if I was in your shoes, I'd I'd forever be grateful. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like a blast. That would have been a lot of fun. I mean, shoot, if ever I get a chance to do some type of part time yeah. TV yeah. stuff, I'd I'd be all over it. You know, um, you, but you know, like you say, you get you got to weigh your options, like sometimes you have to make the choice of what's fun and and what pays the bills and um and there's a season for everything so you had your season there and now you moved on to your the season of your life and and what you do now and and that's really cool so um and it's memories you'll forever have and uh and stories like you just said that you can share with with people for the rest of your life i I think that's awesome so let's move on to what you um other than the Atlanta Braves, I know that you're a big sports fan. So, are there any other sports teams that you follow pretty closely? <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I follow uh, Liverpool FC and uh, and Europe and uh, soccer, and I, I also follow the uh, Atlanta United FC. I you know used to uh, to follow the Falcons pretty closely, but uh, I had some. Uh, some uh, revelations about football that kind of made me not want to really be a be a be a, a, a big fan of that sport. Uh, but uh, I'm also uh, I'm also partial to uh, these guys, man. Uh, <laughs> the Red Sox, there. I'm a, I'm a pretty big uh, big uh, follower of them. My uh, I uh, I came into a Red Sox fandom. Uh, I was a uh, sophomore in in high school, and uh, I had a teacher. Uh, her name was. Uh, her name was a was a was a D.M. Bartra. Well, she ended ended up uh, up changing her name because uh, she got married. Uh, her new married name was uh, D.M. Veritek. Oh and, wow! <laughs> and uh, well, and, and and yeah, I, I discovered that, that you know she married uh, in into into that family, and uh, it was right 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 before the Red Sox started their uh, their a big huge run, uh, and around and around two thousand three. And, uh, and, you know, she got, uh, she got Jason Veritek talking and everything else. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this right here is a good, a good winning or winning organization. Maybe, you know, I want to follow, follow you know, these guys out of high school. And, uh, and yeah, you know, like they, I just kind of, uh, liked, you know, how, how, you know, they, they carried themselves and everything. And, you know, I, I was impressed. So I've been following them ever since. Nice. So it's funny you say that about football that you don't really follow football anymore because I follow uh, 
college football as far as the sport goes, just because my dad graduated from Auburn and we kind of grew up with that being sort of a, a, um, almost like a religion in our house. Like you had to be an Auburn football fan and, and, you know, we've had a lot of good family memories there, uh, going up to the campus and going to Alabama games and my dad has season tickets and all that jazz. But it is funny you say that because when people ask me, you know, what's my favorite sport? And I say, Oh, baseball. And they're like, wait, like not football. And I'm like, no baseball. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes, baseball, 100%. Baseball is my favorite sport. And a lot of people are always shocked about that. I don't know if that's because of the area I live in. You know, I'm about four hours south of Atlanta. So we don't really have a huge baseball. Atlanta is the closest baseball team to us, uh, even though I live in Florida. And so maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. But growing up with TBS uh, on TBS sports on TBS and stuff, I mean, Braves baseball was – the way to be back in the day and that's what I grew up with and and my um my grandparents used to live across the street from me I mean and uh they would this is back before you know you could uh DVR stuff and so they would tape every game on VHS if they they would watch every game and if they couldn't watch it they taped it on VHS and I'd walk across the street over to their house and watch every game with them so kind of fell in love with the sport and I'm I'm a, as you know, and the listeners know, I'm I'm a pretty big stat nerd, and there's stats in football, you know, there's stats in other sports, but there's just not stats like there is in baseball to really break down the numbers. So, um, yeah. So, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that. It kind of makes me um I don't know feel like I'm not the only one. <laughs> that's well, not... you know, I mean, I mean, I don't I don't think that uh, I think that college football as you as you know as as a uh, I don't have as big of a beef with them as I as I do do the NFL, right? Uh, I mean, uh, they they seem to be a bit uh, a bit more you know keen to taking care of their uh, of their players and their personnel. Uh, but uh, the NFL, I've 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 heard like you know, so many stories. Guys are are going to retiring at uh, at thirty years old and just never hear any, anything else from the NFL. And uh, and you and you know these guys made them you know, so much money, and then the CTE going on and everything else. Yeah, I just can't really, can't really, really follow follow that with a good, a good conscience and you know my mind. Oh yeah, I totally understand that. So let's talk about the Braves from this year, particularly uh-huh. this year's squad. Were you surprised how far they made it, or did you think maybe they overachieved? Did they underachieve? What do you think? Well, you know, in in a sixty game season, you know it's. Uh, I mean, you know, you're playing a hundred less games. There's a there's a reason there there's you know so many games. It's because, I mean, eventually, the uh, the cream rises to the top, and uh, I don't I don't think you know with a with a sixty game season you 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 truly have you know, enough to uh, to uh, gauge who you know is you know is you know, really the best. Uh, I was I was happy to see it, but uh, I mean I mean ultimately I think you know whoever is going to uh, win the world series this year here is going to be known as the as as the covid season you know for that reason uh you uh i mean you've had like so many so many teams start off hot april may and then come you know, june july october uh well june july august september they just kind of disappear entirely once so once uh, once you know down that they they go uh, down the stretch there that being said 
everybody was on an, an even playing field. So, you know, it, it, it is legit. Uh, I was surprised to see how well some of the pitchers did uh, down, that, down the stretch. Uh, I was not impressed with, uh, with Robbie Erlin. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And, uh, and, uh, and, and various others, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, was a, uh, a, a little bit of a, of a nice surprise. I mean, you know, I, uh, I thought it was, it was, it was different, but it was, it was, it was well worth it to, you know, get something out there. Right. I did find it kind of funny that, um, a lot of people are, are, you know, trashing Brian Snicker right now or, or AA or anything that the Braves did. I'm like, they made it that they made it within two runs of the World Series after not having four out of their five starting rotation pieces. To me, that says the opposite. That says Brian Snicker and AA did a good job to be able to overcome losing 80% of your rotation and still make it that far. So, you know, to me, I don't, that's the way it is. I, I think that based on, um, there, I think there was some luck involved, like you said, uh, teams getting hot and whatever. Like, for example, I don't think that the Marlins would have made the playoffs had we played 102 more games um, based on their run differential and stuff like that. And so the Braves probably would not have ended up playing the Marlins in the playoffs, and they would have probably had a more difficult opponent. So maybe they wouldn't have made it to the World Series. Uh, but there were some very surprising things like Bryce Wilson coming out of nowhere and, and pitching like he's a seasoned veteran or A.J. Minter pitching the most innings he's ever pitched before against a really good Dodgers uh, offense. I mean, to me, that was the most exciting thing was the people that stepped up. And I think, uh, I think, I think they were right on par. Like I, I was talking to people at the beginning of the season. I said, I don't think they'll win the World Series this year, but I look for them to make it to the National League Championship Series. I think anything less is a fail and anything more is, um, is, is better than what we thought. So uh, what do you think about that? I had people, I had my moderators saying that whenever Mike Soroka went down, the season was over. All right. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to come in there and, and, and I'm saying, well, like, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you know, four or five game, five, you know, games in last season, Mike Soroka stepped up. Not really too many people knew, knew, you know, too, uh, too much about him. So, you know, there was potential there for, you know, somebody like a Bryce Wilson or Kyle Wright to you know, step up and, uh, you know, Brian Snicker made uh, made the right call, giving uh, Bryce Wilson uh, the ball in that uh, in that playoff game. You uh, know the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was uh, it, you know it was uh, definitely a good season. I'll I'll I will never ever forget it. Oh yeah, definitely one to remember. And I do have to let the uh, let the listeners know to give you credit that you said at the beginning of the year that Max Freed was going to have. A bet before Mike Soroka got hurt, you said Max Fried is going to have a better season than Mike Soroka. Which, not to talk about Mike Soroka's injury, but more so that you predicted how good he was going to be. And uh, we just, I just want to put it on record that John Hughes said at the beginning of the season before it started that Max Fried was going to be in the Cy Young conversation, and here we are. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to give you credit for that. You know, I mean, mean, I uh, there there didn't you know didn't really go how uh, how I expected it to, but uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I I had I had a I had a lot of uh, 
what uh, Big Rick Energy there said was right. dark horse Cy Young candidates, and uh, and uh, Max Freed was uh, was uh, definitely one of them. And you know, I was uh, I've been talking talking to my wife about, about Max Freed for about about two or three years now. You know, he's he's a, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. Well, he broke out in in the in the COVID season, but uh, you know, I think you know he will continue to be a a good successful major league pitcher going forward. So. That to that point, do you think we as Braves fans have a reason to be optimistic about the future? I mean, you know, the Braves do have a reason to be op- to be optimistic about the future. But you know, I've seen so many pitchers come in and you know have have you know good stretches and everything, then just disappear off of the face of the earth. If you know some some of uh, these here young guys can you know maintain some kind of uh, of you know success, I think the Braves are going to be a, a a perennial contender. They've got the hitting. But you know you can't do it with pitch. Uh, I mean, with a hitting only. You'll you'll have to have a uh, have you know great great pitchers as well. So one of uh, I I think Ian Anderson is there. Uh, I know Max Fried is there. It uh, it'll depend on on you whether or not Mike Soroka can can you come back healthy. Uh, will Will Bryce Wilson or Kyle Wright step up and have some some kind of uh, you know steady consistent success. Or you know, signing uh, signing a good a good free agent pitcher, you know, right. And that's one of the reasons I've really enjoyed the Braves, the Atlanta Braves dugout group. Real talks like that, where you weren't just super like, oh yeah, we're gonna have the best season ever. You said it how it was, and uh, you're like me, you're 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 a realist, and I I appreciate that about you. So with that, what's your thoughts on Freddie Freeman? And what I mean by that is, do you think he actually will sign an extension? I know it'll depend on the terms of the contract, but do you think he will sign an extension or do you think he'll end up somewhere else? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you know, my heart says one thing, my mind says the other one. Same. You know, I I mean, you know, I've I've seen I've seen so many guys come in, they're even even Mookie Betts with the with the Red Sox, you know. Back in in uh, in, uh, in 2017, he was cutting interviews. Yeah, you know, I love the Red Sox. I want to stay here forever. And right. uh, and you know, Freddie Freeman, he's doing the same. You know, like yeah, pandering pandering to, to the fans. But ultimately, I mean, you know, he's everything about him. You 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 can tell he's a California kid at heart. Right. So, uh, so you know, I think that. Uh, if the Braves cannot reach an extension with him during the season and, you know, he gets a chance to test free agency, I think the Angels or, you know, other West Coast team will want to offer him a ton of money, especially with Albert Pujols coming off the books. Right. And he'll be like, hey, you know, hey, you know, I'll, I like this. I can go home and get paid. So, right. <laughs> so you know, I think, uh, I think it, uh, it, it all comes down to uh, – whether he gets an extension during the season next season. That's a really good point. So if what you're saying is true, which I think it is, the Braves need to really step up their extension talks in the upcoming season. They really, really need to if they want to keep him. And Freddie Freeman is the type of guy that you're not just – and I know that some people talk about character – player character more than others but he's the type of guy that seems like he can really fit in in any any um dugout so i mean we know what production he's going to have it, 
the type of person he is. It's going to fit in wherever he goes. So he's going to be getting bids from everyone. Uh, I've never seen anybody say a bad word about about Freddie Freeman as a person. I go into into Dodgers forums after after this said uh, this this series, nothing but praise for you know Freddie Freeman. Ronald Acuna Jr. They don't like. <laughs> Then again, some some Braves fans don't don't like uh, like you know Ronald Acuna Jr. either because of uh, you know how he carries himself sometimes. Right. But, but you know, any anybody else, somebody might you know have have you know something bad to say about Freddie Freeman. Nobody's got anything bad to say about. Right. Exactly. And you know, like you said, my heart wants him to be a Brave forever. Um, but there was you know we saw. I mean, it's a different point in his career. We saw people. But we saw people like John Smoltz we thought were going to be a Brave for forever. We saw people like Tom Glavin we thought was going to be a Brave forever. We thought maybe Fred McGriff might stick around, uh, people like that. And, you know, it's just the business side of sports. You know, loyalty goes both ways. So if the Braves appreciate his loyalty, they will be loyal to him and pay up. So we'll that's see. What, uh, that's what uh, what uh, John Smoltz was saying. You know, he was saying that, uh, you know, they just assume – He'll he'll be there forever because he is a is is a Braves guy, but uh, ultimately they they wanted to give him this uh, incentive based contract that was uh, that could uh, come to about ten million dollars had a small base, but uh, the Red Sox offered him five million dollars. At that right. point in his career, he took the guaranteed money. Right. So, yeah, when you get older, you have a higher probability of injuries. And back to Freddie. Um, I just we just finished an episode about who will and who should win uh, the National League MVP, and he's obviously in the conversation. But one thing that really stuck out to me is that uh, first baseman has won MVP more than any other position, but there has not been a winner in pro- around nine years from the first base position, and we know that analytically, uh, first basemen don't bring as much value as people used to think. But that also probably means that there's so few really good first basemen. But Freddie Freeman is one of them. So if someone's looking for a first baseman, this is the first baseman that they're going to be going after. You know, Paul Goldschmidt is locked up. So he's not coming around anytime soon. There's really no any elite-level first baseman that are going to be available anytime soon. So if someone really wants a first baseman with the type of that, I mean, Freddie doesn't bring excessive defensive value as far as overall defensive value, but he at least holds his own and makes some flashy plays. So you don't got to worry about true negative defensive value from him. Plus you get an amazing bat. So I, I first I'm with you. I think if the Braves don't get an extension done during the season, if he actually it's hits free free agency, uh, I don't see him coming back to the Braves. I hate to say that, you know, my heart wants him there. I'm a big Freddie Freeman fan. I don't know if you can see. No, you can't see the cards behind me, but I got a ton of uh, Freddie autographs and stuff up there. I'm a, I'm a big fan. But um, let's move into some questions that people have sent in to ask you, okay? Uh, we have Brian Custard, who we both know, obviously, wants to know. Um, and I'm, I'm glad he asked this question because I try to ask this question to any guest on, guest on the show that I have. Um, because the Braves Dugout podcast is pretty big on statistics and analytics and stuff. So uh, how do you feel that analytics has changed the game? And specifically, not from a 
uh, general manager perspective, but from a fan perspective? Well, you know, I mean, you know, I've been following, you know, advanced statistics and everything else since, you know, I was, uh, since you know, I was about 14 years old and I started playing fantasy baseball with, with my father. Uh, you know, I think that uh, it can help you, uh, help you know who's, who's really good and who's not, uh, who's getting lucky. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely helped, helped me, me, I mean, fantasy baseball over the years, uh, you know, helping identify players who, who might be, be on the waiver wire. I want to pick up uh guys who uh, I should sell high on uh and 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 and, and you know, a lot of these stats always come back to uh what it's supposed to be in you know, other words it's uh, kind of like uh it's it, it, you're not you know super advanced but uh BABIP, right BIP you know, like it, it'll it'll help you I help you I, I identify some guys who are batting too high batting too low it's uh i mean it's uh it's definitely a revolution going on still, I think, as far as uh, having a deeper understanding of the game behind the game, you know? Right. And uh, I really appreciate you saying that because <laughs> most of the time, which I love talking to people like I had a, a guest on who's, uh, he goes by old school on, on the local radio uh, ESPN station. And oh, so it was fun to get his perspective because guys from his generation um, love small ball. And so they realize that, you know, sabermetrics and advanced analytics and stuff, there's a purpose for it, but they're not a huge fan of it. And some people have said, you know, I think a good point was that small ball or old school baseball, as we know it, was more visibly pleasing, you know, seeing people stealing bases, bunting people over, but that if you use analytics, you're going to win more games. But it was really cool to hear you say, from like a fantasy baseball standpoint that you really can use statistics, not just to prove a point or to try to, you know, have a debate with someone, but to really help you as a baseball fan, as far as if you're really into fantasy sports or even gambling, really, if that's your thing, um, that using these advanced statistics can really help you as a fan understand the game. And so I really, that was a really cool answer. Um, so the next question that was asked for you, and, uh, obviously I think this is from Lee Reynolds and, uh, I think some of these were more in a joking manner, but we're going to ask him anyways, because he asked them. All right. That's the way. <laughs> all right. So we know that in the group, there's kind of a, a runner about Chipper Jones and, and his love for, uh, Waffle House and, and, uh, what's the, and, uh, how do we say this um, outside of marriage activities? Uh, but how do you feel about Chipper Jones as a person and a ball player? Um, well, I mean, I mean, as a as a as a ball player, he is who he is. We all know about him. He's he's good. <laughs> One of the best. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, switch switch hitter. You know, he can he can play a he can play third base. He plays shortstop at a. At around a Charlie Clutch level, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, left field, you know, like he's he's a a, a good team player. Uh, as far as the uh, other things, I mean, you know, he's a uh, he's a country boy, and uh, up here in the in a, in the North Georgia, I know I know a lot of country boys, and uh, you know, Chipper acts actually like them. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he uh, he did have his uh, his extramarital 
affairs that he uh, he wrote about in in his book earlier earlier in his life uh, i'm hoping he has uh, he has has uh, grown up uh, i think that uh, he's uh, he still shows some of his uh, younger self in his in his twitter but uh All right but he's uh, he's not uh, not uh, not the only one i mean i mean yeah he he does a good job on a on a sunday night baseball or or you know whatever he's on you know he's uh I've seen it. I mean, yeah, he he did he does uh does you know, fine there. I mean, about you know all that I can say about him is you know, he's a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's uh, not uh, not uh, not the kind of guy I would hang out with. But you know, right. each their own, you know. Each right, right. And uh, he's he is fun to listen to um, when he talks baseball too. Um, he obviously knows his stuff, and. He's he's fun to listen to, and I do I follow his Twitter as well. I, I think um, it's really interesting to see what he posts because sometimes it's like awesome, and other times it's kind of off the wall. But it's entertaining to say the least. Um, okay. So I definitely that follow. Reminds me of somebody else. Uh, you know, you know, you know who I'm, who I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the big controversies i guess you could say this year uh was people always talk about charlie culberson and charlie clutch culberson and we've had the debate in the group we've had the debate outside of the group um so give us some thoughts and i even actually did an episode on charlie culberson as well uh breaking it down but what are your thoughts on charlie culberson <laughs> I don't know. You want to ask me, or 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 you want to you know you want to go in the group and ask Nick Papa Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? No, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, he's a he's you know a role player, I right? Mean, there's a there's probably you know twenty four twenty five guys in the league who are who are are just like him guys guys who are versatile. Can you come in and and you plug a hole in in defense when he's needed? Not a good hit at all, but right. uh, you know he. Whenever he he does make plays, they are they are a very exciting plays. Mm-hmm. He's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I watched a highlight video earlier. I mean, yeah, he's he's strictly going to be a pull hitter. Right. I'm 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 going to surprise you. Like they're they're not employing the shift on the on your on your every at bat that he has. But uh, I mean, you know, he's a. Uh, He's a he's fine. I mean, I mean, you know, he uh, my my wife had the opportunity to uh, meet him over in uh, over in Gainesville over here at a, a car dealership, and you know, she uh, she said that he he was a was a a, a class act, top of the line guy. So I mean, yeah, I've got I've got no 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 problem with him. You know, I I mean, you know, what uh, what irritates me is just you know overvaluing. You know, <laughs> you, right? You, you understand what? Well, yeah, absolutely. Like you said it perfectly in my mind. You said he's a role player. So he has a role, and he fills that role excellently. But that's his role. They have a role for him. Yeah. He he fits that role excellently. So that's and, – and it's hard to – It's he's the type of guy, like you said, he's a class act, so you want to root for him. Everyone wants to root for him. Everyone wants to root for the role player to – um, get play time and all that. But when you're on a competitive team like the Braves, do you want to see your favorite player play or do you want to see wins? <laughs> so that's what it really comes down to. And so if, if, 
it like in the down years when Freddie Freeman, you know, was on the bad Braves teams, basically I was just watching Freddie Freeman because I knew the Braves weren't going to win. So I was rooting for Freddie Freeman. That was my guy. I just, you know, watched Freddie Freeman. And, and so I could see, you know, maybe if um, Charlie Culberson played for like the Orioles or something like that, he probably would start every game, you know, and people would love every second of it. But for a team like uh, the Braves, we, we root for Charlie. We, we want him to do well, but the the truth of the matter is is that there's a reason why they signed him to a minor league contract. The Braves didn't do him wrong. There's people that say, you know, oh, the Braves did him wrong. I'm like, no, if anything, it's the opposite. He It was a 26-man. They expanded to 28 this year, and he, was on, he signed a minor league contract but was on the major league team for pretty much the entire year, meaning that he got paid at the major league minimum, you know, so he was making a lot more money for sitting in the bench than he would have been if he was playing full-time in the minors. So um, I, I hope people realize that and realize that the Braves appreciated Charlie. And that's one of the reasons why he was on the roster as long as he was. With the DH, he kind of – his role was to come in late in games because he he does not – he doesn't get the yips. He he goes up there and does his thing late in the game, and uh, he's he's an excellent pinch hitter. And by excellent, I mean excellent compared to other pinch hitters. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And um, they're they're just this year there was no reason to have a pinch hitter with the DH. And um, kind of going off track here, but since we're talking about the DH, uh, that's my a lot of people are talking about the DH and whether they liked it or not. It was fun to see this year. Uh, I'm not really sold on it yet, and the reason being is it's going to hurt the little guy like Charlie Culberson. They're, it's going to help the people that have been in the league for years because if they're no longer good at defense, uh, their bodies aren't working like they used to. They can, can they can prolong their career. But when you have guys, you know, right on the cusp like Charlie Culberson that are barely making the roster, um, they lose their role. And so you're going to have the guys that that their dream is to play Major League Baseball and are right at the cusp. There's the the odds of them making the roster if the DH comes back is now slimmer because they don't need pinch hitters they don't need the uh, the the defensive depth because they can just rotate guys into the DH spot. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, no, you know, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I uh, I agree with you, but I mean, you know, I I I think. I think after uh, after the next CBA gets done and everything, it's uh, it's going to be going to be universal DH. Yeah, I think it's inevitable, and and I'm not going to be mad about it. You know, um, I'm not like super pro or anti the DH in the National League. At first, I was. I was like, I kind of like there being differences. You know, it gives. It used to always be the American League had the offense, the National League had the pitching, and um, that definitely was not the case this year. Uh, the National League had the offense, um, but I don't know. It, it it is what it is. We're all playing on. The, they're all playing on the same playing field. Um, it's not that big of a deal. I just hate it for the guys like Charlie Culberson that it may affect them in the future. Yeah, but you know, nobody, nobody at all wants to watch Mike Fulton have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it makes good memes or. <laughs> nice YouTube videos, you know. You know, it's free content for the rest of the world. You know, you don't even have to be a Braves fan to watch those videos and get enjoyment out of it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like a helicopter almost, you know. Right. If I was better at um, editing YouTube videos, maybe I could, could make a compilation. <laughs> so, you you uh, you mentioned Nick Papa Giorgio, right? And he's kind of a he's a member of the Atlanta Braves dugout. That's obviously a Red Sox fan. Oh yeah. Um, but we have particular rules in the Braves dugout and for, for the most part that's one of the reasons I like the Atlanta Braves dugout page is one of the rules is to um, or, well a lot of the rules is to make keep it real but be respectful in the sense that you you know you're respectful to other people but at the same time if someone's not respectful to you why do you have to be respectful back you know and we, and we tried to be understanding of that and Nick Papa Giorgio has done a very good job of reading the rules exactly and knowing exactly how to how to follow the rules, but do what he wants to do. <laughs> so uh, what's your, what's your take on this guy? My take on this guy? I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, uh, I mean, yeah, he, uh, in, in the post that he makes, he, uh, he knows his stuff. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, designed uh, to read a certain way uh, by nature. Uh, I'm sure. I, yeah, you know, I I think that uh, that uh, that a lot of his uh, his era, I mean, his uh, material comes as a as a result of uh, of various other uh, extreme things that you know he is he has read on there and uh, and a way to uh, kind of a uh, kind of a uh, rile the people up that you know he feels has has you know wronged him in, in a way if you if you if you understand that right absolutely and um, you know. I mean, I, my thought on it is there's this thing on the Facebook. He's not, he's technically not breaking any rules. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing on Facebook that's called the unfollow button. Mm -hmm. And um, I've found with not just in Facebook groups, but in social media in general, if there's something you don't like, you don't have to read it, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I don't know. I uh, so they're, uh, they're, uh, he, he's a, he's always a, uh, always quite a, uh, quite a, a journalist there he's uh, right well and and i appreciate it too because there's something to be said about that how do you get more knowledgeable about a subject you do research right and nick forces people to do research because he he uh he challenges people's views on different players and different teams and he challenges why people are saying stuff People get their feelings hurt because they're not used to being challenged. But at the end of the day, I've learned from Nick because I had to go look up and see what he was talking about. And lo and behold, Nick was right. So how I did research and it made me more knowledgeable baseball fan. Um, now, if people don't like his style, that's, I don't judge them for that. You know, if you don't like his posts, that's totally fine. Um, it's a free world. Uh, I, I, I will say it's not, I know that in most Facebook groups that admins and moderators are giving their time for free. Um, so, you know, uh, if, if you don't like a Facebook group, you can always leave. But with that being said, I'm not lying when I say the Atlanta Braves dugout is my favorite Braves group. There's a reason why I've stuck around so long and why the group has grown the way that it has. Um, but I appreciate your thoughts on Nick and I'm sure uh, if we can get this podcast going, um, people in the group listening to this podcast 
uh, more people in the group listening to the podcast, they'll probably appreciate that answer as well. Um, I'll be interested to hear uh, when I, I'll, I'll share this episode in the group whenever it airs and hopefully we'll get some uh, comment thread going and see, see what people have to say about what you just said. I, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Well, you know, I mean, mean, you know, I've, uh, I've sat there and, uh, and I watched it in the group uh, and uh, you know, anytime that, uh, that somebody uh, approaches uh, Nick there with uh, actual baseball questions or anything, Nick is a, uh, is a very respectful person. You know, it's only a, uh, only a, once you, he, he starts to get uh, attacked and, uh, and you, and you whatnot that, uh, the uh, really controversial stuff starts to come out. So. Well, yeah, that that is very true. He waits till he does, he's very respectful until someone says something disrespectful to him. I mean, except I don't the southerners. Except what? Except the southerners. You know what I'm talking. Oh, about. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let's do one more question about the Braves, and I know that you went live in the group a little earlier, and and you kind of already. You kind of answered this, um, so I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna ask it a little bit different. Do you have like a dark horse free agent signing that you think the Braves may sign? A dark horse signing? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously we want them to sign more. A lot of people want them, the Braves, to re-sign someone like uh, Ozuna or someone like that. But can you see someone out of left field or something that could make the team better? That's a realistic possibility. You know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, they really uh, – it's uh, really a dark horse. You know, I've seen it uh, it to come out, you know, a few times, uh, namely by you and, you know, other, you know, group moderators. But it's uh, Jock Peterson. Oh, good call. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean you know, he's uh, – he's, which, you know, he's he's been decent in, in the playoffs. But, I mean, he's going to want to go on a – similar to Marcel Ozuna, I think he's, he's you know, going to sign a one-year contract somewhere, prove his value, and then, and then try to make his money. Uh, and uh, that right there seems to be right up, up, up you know, the Braves alley there. So I think, you know, they uh, might, uh, might not be a good fit. I agree. I think uh, hopefully the Braves realize that Adam Duvall, or, well, maybe I shouldn't say Braves as a whole, but uh, that one thing, I'm not a hater of Brian Snicker. I'm actually one of the few that think he's done a decent job. Uh, no one murdered me for saying that, but uh, one thing I would change is I think that they should move Adam Duvall to right field instead of left. Um, but if they keep Adam Duvall in left field, I think that Jock Peterson would complement Adam Duvall very nicely because Adam Duvall is a lefty killer. We know that. We saw him last year. You know, uh, he was almost single, him and Mike and Fulte single-handedly won game two. Um, they, he went against a very good Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals and took him deep um, when it counted. And uh, he's had streaks of excellence. But the reason why he actually had a worse year this year um, than he did last year from a OPS plus and, and runs created plus standpoint, just simply because he was now a full-time starter for the Braves, where at first at the beginning of the year, he was hitting righties at a decent clip. But, you know, looking at what you – a call back to what you're talking about was batting average of balls in play um, kind of showed that he was getting a bit lucky against righties and he came down to earth. Now, if you took someone like Jock Peterson, who's a, who's a righty killer and you put and you platoon them together and you have a righty killer and a lefty killer playing the same position and can play, play the splits. I think that could be a relatively cheap option you know, if he signs a one-year contract, there's not a huge um, commitment there. If 
if he pulls a Cole Hamels and and you know only plays for four innings, he he's only on the books for one year. So um, oh, that's a good question. What's your thoughts on uh, everyone? How everyone is hating the signing of Cole Hamels this past year? Hating the signing of Cole? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, you've like read the read the read these here Braves groups. Any 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 free agent signing, if if you, it's a, if you're not the the one they want, they hate on it. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like he was he was fine. I mean, you know, he's uh when uh, whenever he's he's healthy, he's you know, a a a good pitcher. Right. I wouldn't yeah. love to have him, but uh, but yeah, he 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 had some problems, and and you know was uh, was unfortunately uh, never able to get healthy. But you know, overall, I mean, you know, I I, I wasn't upset with the signing. I mean, you know, if uh, if uh, if you know he he would have uh, of gotten healthy and and uh, and a pitched been a serviceable, nobody would 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 you be upset? Right, I agree. I think it was a. It was a moderate risk, um, high reward type signing, and took a gamble, and it just didn't happen. And, and if you don't, no risk it, no biscuit, baby. That's and uh, they risked the signing. It was only one year. The money comes off the books, and now we can use that money to sign someone else this this off season. You know, I I I'm just gonna say it on record right now. I don't think the Braves are gonna sign Trevor Bauer. Um, that's just not Liberty Media's. Forte, um, I would I complain if they did on a short year deal. Um, absolutely not. I would not complain, but you know I don't see it happening. Uh, so that's the last question I had um, lined up. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, this has been a ton of fun, and I really really appreciate you as a person. I appreciate what you do in the real world. I appreciate the content that you bring to the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group. I appreciate you inviting me to the group and um, years ago, and I appreciate everything you've done to help this podcast out. You've been um, essential to helping spread the word about this podcast, and I really don't think that this podcast would be where it's at today if it wasn't for you. And um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I I really appreciate you, John. And I hope that – I hope that putting this podcast out there talking about you and the Atlanta Braves dugout will will give um, the group a little bit more recognition as well and uh, people can see more great content that you bring. So, again, thank you so much for this interview. Um, I can't wait to share this interview with everybody. It was it was truly a blast having you on the show. Well, you know, I, well, you know, I appreciate it. You know, I'd like, I'd like to uh, do it again, maybe do a, a season preview with you next season or something, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm all for that. That'd be great. We should definitely line that up for sure. Well, right. thank, you for, uh, thank you for everything you do. Oh, you're welcome, man. All right, John. So before we go, why don't you tell everyone how they can get onto the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook page and tell us a little bit why we should join that group. You can reach Atlanta Braves dugout uh, just by going to Facebook uh, or even uh, bravesdugout.co not uh, not dot com it's a it's a dot co but if you uh, go to facebook route just uh, go in there and search for uh, atlanta braves dugout should you be be the first uh, option that you know, pop uh, pops up you uh you want to make sure to uh to join the one that says atlanta braves dugout not uh, the real atlanta braves dugout or uh, anything of that fashion uh, join the one with the most members that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, <laughs> or uh, or a Braves dugout. Doc, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Facebook.com slash Braves dugout. I've got it set up like that as well. So uh, you know, I, I think it's a it's a a a great group with a, with a quality moderator such as Sam here. You know, like Lee, he does a lot for us. Uh, you know, like we we truly care about uh, people being able to various uh, being able to speak various different kinds of uh, of opinions without without being shot down or you know, mobbed on, you know, people calling them all kinds of names and going on and messaging them and this, this, this your general harassment to, for having a different opinion. Uh, it's a, it's a realist kind of Facebook group, man. I mean, you know, it's as every group I've looked at, there's not, not, not going to be any wider variety of actual opinions than, than the Braves dugout and and you because the opinions are are so varied, it leads to a lot of great quality conversation and you know, I enjoy that. Awesome, well thanks so much, John. Um, can't wait to share this with the world and you're the man. So keep doing what you're doing. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I hope everyone enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Thank you so much, John. That was a blast. I'd love to do shows with you in the future. Let's make it happen. Everyone else, make sure you check out the Atlanta Braves Facebook group. Myself and John are heavily active in that group, and we'd love to talk baseball with you, free of charge, of course. (laughs) Not like we'd expect any money anyways. But we'd love to talk to you guys uh, personally on the Facebook group. That's a great way to get a hold of both of us, and we'd be glad to talk to you. We'll accept you into the group. We can talk Braves baseball. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. Thanks again, John. That was a lot of fun, and can't wait to talk to you in the future. All right, that was the season finale, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Make sure you subscribe so that you can get all the bonus episodes that are going to happen throughout the rest of the year. Thank you so much for supporting me through this baseball season. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed all the interaction in between you and all the social medias. Make sure you check out Brave's Twitter. Uh, make sure you check out Braves Dugout Pod on Twitter. Make sure you check out Atlanta Braves Dugout Facebook group, Braves Dugout Facebook page, Braves Dugout at gmail.com if you want to reach the show for partnership or just to, to send me a friendly message. So thanks again so much, you guys. I can't wait to talk to you in the future. This has been great. As always, go Braves.